This program is brought to you by Bobbleway Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. You're listening to Opening the Scriptures with Don Boyd. Welcome to the program today. This is Don Boyd. I want to welcome you to Opening the Scriptures. You know, Hollywood is captivated with it. Educator Gene Houston got Hillary Clinton involved in it. Nancy Reagan was involved in it. A 1996 Olympic diver tried to use it to get a medal. Major corporations are using this to motivate employees. School children are subtly being taught it. I was taught it, and I didn't even know it. What is it? It is New Ageism. In 1996, the movie Phenomenon, starring John Travolta, who is a Scientologist, portrayed a mechanic who gained higher consciousness and clarity above his peers with his ability to move objects through a partnership with the object. So it is very prevalent in our society. Now going back to some of the things I mentioned earlier in the lesson. New Age educator Gene Houston allegedly assisted Hillary Clinton in conversations with the spirits of Eleanor Roosevelt and Gandhi. Nancy Reagan consulted astrologer Joan Quigley. A 1996 Olympic diver filled her bag with charms from her friends, including crystals and angel pins, to try to help her win a medal. Many Fortune 500 firms and over 50% of the company owners in California are using new age, the new age practice of conscience raising to motivate employees. School children are being taught to meditate, to go deeper within themselves and realize their own self power to obtain the answers to any question. I was in a high school English class and the teacher came in and shut the door and then asked the question, how did we know that anything existed beyond that door? Well, our answer to him was, we have a brain. But regardless of that, all of these are aspects <clears throat> of the New Age movement. The New Age movement is making its impact felt from Washington, D.C. to Hollywood in politics, in sports, in public schools, in the workplace. So we need to understand what the New Age movement is and how it works, <coughs> excuse me, so that we can be ready to combat it whenever it comes knocking at our door, and it is definitely trying to beat our door in. So the first thing we need to do then is to define what New Ageism is. The lines from a song that was put out by the Fifth Dimension, the name of the song, The Age of Aquarius, it was number one for six weeks in April and May of 1969. And this is some of the lines to that song. When the moon is in the seventh house, and Jupiter aligns with Mars, 
then peace will guide the planets and love will steer the stars. This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. The song here is steeped in astrology, which is a practice of New Age thinking. Elliot Miller describes the New Age movement in this way, and I quote, The New Age movement then is an extremely large, loosely structured network of organizations and individuals bound together by common values, based on mysticism and monism the worldview that all is one, and a common vision, a coming new age of peace and mass enlightenment, the age of Aquarius, unquote. D.A. Carson made this statement concerning the new age movement, and I quote, the aim is not to be reconciled to a transcendent, the word meaning their magnificent God, who has made us and against whom we have rebelled, but to grow in self-awareness and self-fulfillment, to become self-actualized, to grow to our full potential until we are rather more at one with the God-slash-universe than we would otherwise be. The focus, in short, is self. Time Magazine, December 7, 1987, made this comment, and I quote, So here we are in the New Age, a combination of spirituality and superstition, fad and farce, about which the thing, or the thing certain is that it is not new, unquote. So let's start by looking at, then we've got it defined, let's look at the history of the New Age movement. Well, the historical roots of the New Age movement are traced to primitive paganism, Eastern religion, and the occults. Constance Cumby, in her work or book, The Hidden Dangers of the Rainbow, explains that modern New Ageism had its start in 1875 with the founding of the Theosophical Society by Helen Petrova Blavatsky, who worked in telepathic communication. Well, joining her society were a Buddhist priest, a Swami, Thomas Edison, and General Abner Doubleday, the founder of baseball. Well, after Blavatsky's death, Alice Ann Bailey wrote more than 20 books providing instructions for the new age to come. Cumby stated about Alice Bailey here, and I quote, Alice showed tenacious hatred for Orthodox Christianity and fierce loyalty to the cause of occultism and Eastern mysticism. Lucifer Publishing Company was established in 1922 to help disseminate her works. The name was shortened the next year to Lucis Publishing Company, unquote. So many other individuals and groups became loosely linked together to advance the different New Age ideas. 
uh, some you've heard of probably, if not all. Shirley MacLaine, Tina Turner, John Denver, Lisa Bonet, Marcia Mason, and Ted Turner have been involved in the movement occult for years. Now, it may be surprising and disappointing to know as well that there were other historical figures that were influenced by heathen beliefs and the practices of New, Asia, New Ageism, such as Abraham Lincoln, Henry Ford, Ralph Waldo Emerson, Walt Whitman, Louisa May Alcott, and Sir Arthur Conan, or Conan Doyle, who was the author of the Sherlock Holmes mysteries. These are other individuals that were deceived by the different heathen beliefs and practices of New Ageism. And our, our country is being flooded with New Age teachings, meaning New Agers are environmentalists. The book about the New Age that is entitled The Celestine Prophecy stresses having more forests and fewer children in the future. Greenpeace, which is frequently in the news, possesses a New Age philosophy. Now, what about the teachings of the New Age movement? Well, the New Age movement includes elements of astrology, channeling of spirits, you might think about mediums, things such as that, crystal power, Eastern gurus, enlightenment, and self-deification. It has influenced in many other areas as well, such as yoga, meditation, martial arts, mind control, and others. So first of all, one of the teachings that the New Age movement gives is monism. Monism is the idea that one is all and all is one. Not only are we part of the universe, but it is part of us. Uh, Shirley MacLaine in her book, Out on a Limb, provides a vivid description of how monism works. She states this or writes this, and I quote, My whole body seemed to float too, not only my arms, but all of me. Slowly, slowly, I became the water. I felt the interconnection of my breathing with the pulse of energy around me. The air itself seemed to pulsate. In fact, I was the air. I was the air, the water, the darkness, the walls, the bubbles, the candle, the wet rocks under the water, and even the sound of the rushing river outside." Unquote. You, know, you may remember in the Star Wars movie there, Obi-Wan Kenobi telling Luke to use the Force. The Star Wars movies are steeped in New Ageism. Another belief of the New Age movement is pantheism. That means that God is all and all is God. God is us and we our God. Shirley MacLaine writes also in her book, Out on a Limb, and I quote, The same divine will was in all living things. We are part of it, and it was part of us. 
the task was to find that divinity in ourselves and live by it. Look into yourselves, explore yourselves. You are the universe, unquote. And Shirley MacLaine quoting her again, but this is from her book, Dancing in the Light. And I quote, I know that I exist, therefore I am. I know that the God source exists, therefore it is. Since I am part of that force, then I am that I am, unquote. In a television series entitled Out on a Limb, Shirley MacLaine stood up in a pool in Tibet and said, I am God. I am that I am. Do you understand what she just said? When Moses was at the burning bush there in Exodus chapter 3, and Moses asked God that whenever he goes to the children of Israel and tells them that the God of your father sent me, what shall I tell him his name is? In Exodus 3 verses 14 and 15, God gives this answer. And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am have sent me unto you. And God said moreover unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, <clears throat> has sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. So here we have Shirley MacLaine saying of herself, what God said of himself. So what is she claiming? She's claiming, as she said, I am God. That's part of the New Age teachings. Jack Underhill, publisher of the fast-growing Lifetimes magazine, made this comment, and I quote, You are the only thing that is real. Everything else is your imagination, movie stuff. You've been brought into your screenplay to help you see who you really are. You are God, honest. I know your driver's license says differently, but what does the Department of Motor Vehicles know? Unquote. You see, pantheism seeks to exalt mankind to the status of deity. Pantheism tries to claim that God did not create the world. He is the world. We are not made in the image of God or created in the image of God. We are God. And you know, isn't it interesting that the first sin involved the desire to be like God? There in Genesis chapter 3, verse 5, after the devil there had was trying to talk Eve there and Adam as well into partaking of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the devil made this comment in chapter 3, verse 5 of the book of Genesis. 
For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And people have not changed. There are many out there who still want to be God. You know, just a brief chase a rabbit here for a minute. The Mormon religion believes that there are many worlds out there with many different gods ruling those worlds. And if you don't believe that, the next time you see a couple of the little Mormon elders come by, ask them the question, as I did. I asked a couple one day, whenever they came walking by, I said, do you believe that you will become the god of your own planet? And one of the young men looked at me and he said, if we are worthy, we will. So people are still wanting to be God and the new age movement is one way that they are believing that. In Genesis chapter one, verse 26 though, God said this, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air <clears throat> and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So we are made, created in the image of God. In Psalm 8 verses 5 through 8, it says, Therefore thou, that being God, hast made him, mankind, a little lower than the angels, and hath crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, yea, and all the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the paths of the sea. So again, <clears throat> we are created in the image of God, and we've been given a special position by God over his creation. But in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, God puts us in our place. He says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. God is much higher than us. Now, it may not come as any a surprise that New Ageism teaches evolution because there is no supreme being. And we just got here because of chance and accident. Shirley MacLaine in her book, again, Dancing in the Light, made this comment, and I quote, As I lay in the tub thinking, I wondered how long it would be before scientists would find ways to verify the evolution of the soul in the same way they had verified the evolution of the body, unquote. Elliot Miller in a, his work, A Crash Course on the New Age Movement, made this comment, and I quote, The week before I started eighth grade, I convinced my parents to let me return to the public school and in science class that year, I was first exposed to the theory of evolution. Like a domino effect, the following conclusions fell upon my mind in their turn. No Adam and no Eve. No infallible Bible. 
no God, no hell, freedom, unquote. So we see where that's leading to. And that may explain the popularity of evolution, which is false, and New Ageism. One reason is because there is no moral accountability within either system. Well, another teaching of New Ageism is reincarnation and karma. <laughs> reincarnation is to believe that each person, after he or she dies, will come back in another life, even as a human or a non-human, such as rocks, frogs, or trees. It is an endless cycle of rebirth. The goal of new of uh, New Ageism is to finally get it right and either be absorbed into the cosmic all, or be, uh, be nirvana, or to become extinct, which is also nirvana. So, whenever we look at, sure, let's see, something else there, <coughs> excuse me, karma teaches that each soul is working its way to perfection by overcoming imperfections in previous lives. Now, I wonder how can a rock or a frog do that? But anyway, therefore, karma is that which governs reincarnation. Shirley MacLaine's Encyclopedia states this, and I quote, the early reincarnationists and still the majority of all present-day reincarnationists believe that the soul also reincarnates into non-human life forms such as rocks, frogs, or trees. There we have it right there. How can a rock, frog, or a tree make up for a previous life? Well, Gary Summers in the 1997 Power Lectures made this comment, and I quote, Americans much prefer having inhabited human bodies over being an ant, a cow, or poison ivy. Besides, it is far more glamorous to have been Cleopatra in a former life than a slime-covered rock in the bottom of a stream, unquote. Well, Reincarnation and karma, they say, work together. See, you pay for what you did in the last life and try to make it better in the next. But think about this. If you are a god or god, then how could you do something wrong? And by whose standard have you done good or evil. Well, you know, that kind of sounds like, you know, they talk about karma and stuff like that. Everything's going to, you know, what comes around goes around. Doesn't that sound kind of like the book of Galatians there? Galatians. There, let's see. Where it says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. That's chapter 6, verse 7. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. 
You see, that's God's, not karma. But karma and reincarnation have been gaining in acceptance for a long time. The song, Walk a Mile in My Shoes, has this statement in it, and I quote, And the law of karma says you're going to reap just what you sow, unquote. And that was done in 1970. In 1983, a group called Culture Club had a song called Karma Chameleon. And then Willie Nelson had a song out, Just a Little Old Fashioned Karma. Well, acceptance of reincarnation in this country increased from 23% to 30% between 1982 and 1997. Now, 33% of the public in the United States believe in reincarnation, and those who are between the ages of 18 and 29, that number is up to 40%. And then 63% of American adults believe they have been in contact with someone who has died. So we see the great influence here of the New Age movement. In the March 19, 2019, New York Times had an article entitled, Psychic Mediums are the New Wellness Coaches. That is frightening. And as I was saying, 67% of all adult humans have reported having psychic experiences in one way or another, such as ESP or extrasensory perception. And 14% of adult Americans endorse the work of spirit mediums or what New Agers often call trance channelers. Well, how many New Age believers are there? Well, as we saw, roughly 6 in 10 American adults accept at least one of the New Age beliefs. 6 in 10, that's 60%. Well, of the 322 million, according to the last census we have, that would make almost 200 million accept at least one of the New Age beliefs. In other words, six out of every ten people you meet believe in part or some part of the New Age beliefs. And then it continues to say specifically four in ten believe in psychics. That's 40%. And that spiritual energy can be found in physical objects while somewhat smaller shares uh, <clears throat> me, express belief in reincarnation and astrology. And that's from October 1st, 2018. In other words, 109,560,000 people believe in reincarnation in the United States. And those who believe in astrology, 96,280,000. You can see where our nation is going and where it has gone and why it is going there. 
one comment, and this is the New York Times and a New York Times article. It says, intuition is magical, but it's not reserved for a couple of people, unquote, said Laura Lynn Jackson, 46. She's from Comic, New York, and makes her living as a psychic medium, and she was talking to hundreds who attend this year's In Goop Health Summit in New York City. Tickets start at $1,000. It said that those that were there were to learn how to tap into their inner intuition. It's all for you, she said. I'm sure it is at $1,000 a ticket. Also from the New York Times article, one market analysis found that the psychic services industry grew steadily over the past five years, reaching over $2 billion in revenue in 2018 from activities like readings and public talks. So we see a reason here why so many people are into it is because it's a money-making business. Well, what happens to a people that believe in reincarnation and karma and things such as this. One writer stated this about the nation of India. Quote, I have not forgotten the beggars, the filthy holy men, the gauze mask over the mouths and the noses of the Jains to prevent their inhaling insects that might be their grandmother the cardboard shanties set up on the dirt sidewalks, the sacred cows wandering everywhere, the thousands of gods and gurus, the burning fires where the dead are cremated, the people bathing in the Ganges River, and the children, many of them dirty, naked, and hopeless, unquote. Another writer stated this, and I quote, the possibility of returning as a cow or a rat has made both animals sacred in India. You don't kill cows in India since it may be somebody's reincarnated aunt or uncle. That's also why you don't kill rats. The United Nations now estimates that there are over three times more rats in India than the human population. And these rats eat nearly one-fourth of the total grain crop, unquote. You go out and you type in rats in India. I pulled up a couple of pictures here. Three children sitting by a big old bowl looks like milk. And rats all around that bowl drinking the milk. Well, the Bible does not support the idea of reincarnation or karma. You know, in 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 23, after the day of the child that David and Bathsheba had there, the first child died, David made the statement that David's child would not return to him. In other words, no reincarnation. David said this in 2 Samuel 12, 23, But now he is dead. Wherefore should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. So the Bible there definitely teaches against reincarnation. And besides that, 
if a child dies and they <clears throat> have to be reincarnated to get things right, what did they have to get right? Because children are innocent. In Matthew 18, 1 through 5, Matthew 18, 1 through 5, Jesus is there and he makes this comment. So at the same time came to the disciples unto Jesus saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them and said, Verily I say unto you, Except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. <clears throat> Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoso shall receive one such little child in my name receiveth me. So children are innocent anyway. And each individual person is going to be judged after this life, not sub subsequential lives. Hebrews 9.27. Hebrews 9.27 states, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment, once to die, no reincarnations, no second chances, or anything like that. In 2 Corinthians 5.10, it states, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. So we're going to face judgment, and we don't have second chances. And then in Acts 17, 30 and 31, Acts 17, 30 and 31, Paul stated there, And the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent, because he hath appointed a day, in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, and that he hath raised him from the dead. So as Hebrews 9.27 stated, there is pointed unto men once to die, and after that the judgment. And that's what we've looked at in these verses here from the scriptures. Now I want to look at another teaching from the New Age movement, and that is trans-channeling. Uh, we might call it seances, or we might call a trans-channeler a medium. Well, trench channeling is where the channeler or the medium supposedly contacts the spirit world and the spirit contacted takes over the body of the channeler and speaks through her or him, as the case may be. The latest surge of popularity began way back in 1963 with Jane Roberts. <clears throat> she and her husband were experimenting with a Ouija board and learned that an entity named Seth wanted to speak through her while she was in a trance-like state. She published two books full of his knowledge, The Seth Material in 1970 and Seth Speaks in 1972. And it has a little, you know, you can look up her name there, and there's another work out there, Speaking of Jane Roberts by Susan M. Watkins. Well, trans-channeling became so popular 
that in 1992 there were only two trans-channelers in Los Angeles and within five years by 1997 there were over a thousand. Uh, you can look up today and there's no telling how many there are because you can't get an exact number but trans-channeling is a money-making business and people want to scam people any way they can. According to www.amandalanettemetter.com, it makes this comment. <clears throat> An excellent starting psychic salary range is somewhere between forty and $60,000, but you can quickly run toward 100000 plus in gross income annually and beyond the draw of money. Randall Bayer, a former New Ager, wrote a book called Inside the New Age Nightmare. And in that book, he made this comment. In my years as a New Ager, I went to many channeling sessions <clears throat> and have heard the alluring words of high cosmic wisdom of multitudes of spirits claiming to be an ascended master, a spirit god, an extraterrestrial visitor, a dolphin, the council of twelve, and others. On stage, the medium goes into a trance and often twitches involuntarily as the spirit takes over the body, and the medium relinquishes control. In many cases, virtually a total change of posture, overall demeanor, voice tone, speech style, speech style, and general bearing occurs as the spirit's presence manifests itself through the medium's body. The audience is spellbound as the veil between heaven and earth, ostensibly or supposedly, is parted and the gods from above are about to impart their celestial dewdrops into the elite privileged in attendance, unquote. <coughs> Sarcastically saying there, you know, why do people come to these anyway? Well, they want to hear a message from a departed loved one. Others want to receive promises of life and happiness, wealth or deeper secrets and wisdom of the universe. All we have to do to learn the wisdom of the universe is turn to the Word of God. Marilyn von Savant was asked in the August 29, 1995 issue of Parade Magazine this question. Are the ability of, chan of channelers real? Unquote. She made this statement. Channeling is an act staged by people who pretend to channel the spirit of an ancient or mystical figure through themselves. Then they speak words designed to make others think the imaginary figure is speaking. In my opinion, only their ability to deceive innocent people is real." Unquote. Well, let's look at some of the characteristics, some of these characters, these trans-channelers, get that word right. There's one 
out there who speaks supposedly through a person here called Ramtha. Ramtha is supposedly an ancient warrior who communicates through Jay-Z Knight, a housewife from Washington State. 25 years ago, Miss Knight was charging $400 a person for a group session. Lazarus, it's spelt like Lazarus, but you put the emphasis on the second symbol. Lazarus supposedly speaks through a man named Jack Purcell. Jack Purcell, Mr. Purcell, has a two-year waiting list, even though he charges $93 an hour. And one of the messages from Lazarus is this, and I quote, We want to talk to you of love. We want to blend with you. We want to blend our energy with yours so we can touch each other, so we can work together, unquote. Lazarus. There's another man. This person, or this thing, is Tom McPherson, who is a former Irish pickpocket who speaks through Kevin Ryerson, as does a one called John, an Essene scholar from the time of Jesus and others. Mr. Ryerson charges $250 per session and is so busy he's referring customers to other channelers. Well, God forbids his people in engaging in attempts to communicate with the dead. In Deuteronomy 18, verses 9 through 12, Deuteronomy 18, verses 9 through 12, it says, When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, that being human sacrifice, or that useth divination, or an abuser, excuse me, an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, that would be your trance chandler today, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord, and because of these abominations the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. You know, how many things do we see in this list there of teachings of the New Age movement? Divination, observer of times, astrology, an enchanter, a witch, a charmer, consulter with the familiar spirits, a necromancer, one that speaks to the dead. You know, such things as that, what does God say about them? They are an abomination to him. In Leviticus chapter 19, verse 31. Leviticus 19:31, It says, Regard not them that have familiar spirits, neither seek after wizards to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. You see, trusting in these practices just shows a lack of faith in God. 
Now, I want to end the lesson today here because next time, Lord willing, we're going to begin looking at New Age morality and see the things that are involved in that. But we'll stop there for today because we see the, how much the, the New Age movement is influencing our society. We see it all over. Again, as we mentioned earlier, from politics to sports to education and then to Hollywood and things such as that. So we need to be prepared for these things because our children, our grandchildren, and we ourselves are being greatly influenced by the teachings of the New Age movement, and we need to be prepared for that. So again, this is Don Boyd. I want to thank you for tuning in to be with us today, and Lord willing, we'll see you next time. When you're in Moody, Missouri, you're invited to visit the Moody Church of Christ, located on Highway E in Moody, Missouri. The congregation there meets on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. for Bible class, 11 a.m. for worship, and then again at 6 p.m. for Sunday evening worship. They also meet at 6 p.m. on Wednesday night for Bible study. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts on all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.